Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. Join me as we head into service. 2020, in many ways, has been unprecedented. The economic calamity, the public health challenges that have touched the entire world. More recently, Antarctica reported cases of COVID-19. There is no corner of the world that has not been touched. But yet, by the grace of God, we're still here. And now we see hope as vaccines are being approved. And I just want to remind you that, as the president of Kenya once said, even science needs God. The discovery of these things in record time is because everything we need, God put in the garden. From the beginning, every provision was made and we just discover it. And I believe God is pleased when his children discover the things that he's prepared for us. And so we have a glimmer of hope. But during these trying times, the whole world was shaken. And it's as if we're living the word of God that says everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Our very foundation, the core of our republic and the core of the world has been shaken because of this pandemic. It exposed many things, which I won't talk about. Uh, many of them we've lived through together. However, even the very foundation of our beliefs, which is rooted in faith, has been shaken. It is, a, it is hard to believe God when things around you seem contrary, but that's the kind of faith that the Lord is looking for. When things are tough, when the, when the wind is blowing, when the storm is raging, that's the time to believe God. And I'm reminded of a time where he said to his disciples, why is it that you have no faith? On many occasions, he said, oh, ye of little faith. But then he said on the ship, why is it that you have no faith? How did they get from little faith to no faith? It's because fear torments and it casts out faith. So I want to encourage you by the word of God today that we would build up the thing that the Lord Jesus is looking for, and that's faith. Our Father and our God, bless your word today. We thank you because you watch over it to perform it. Let there be a performance today. Inspire somebody, touch somebody, heal somebody, save somebody, deliver somebody, redeem somebody today. In Jesus' name, amen. Our text is coming from the book of Luke, chapter 18. We're going to read verses 1 through 8. And it reads, Then he spoke a parable to them, that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying, There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man, 
Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? There are three things I want to pull out this of this text quickly for us to go through. Prayer, persistence, and faith. The Lord said that we are to always pray and not lose heart. The Lord is saying this because he knows that some of us, even while we're praying, we lose heart. We lose heart even as we're crying out to God when we ought to know that God will avenge us. God not only hears us, but he will avenge us. And so he said, when you pray, you need to pray always. You need to pray without ceasing. And when you pray and while you pray, don't lose heart. Don't faint. Don't give up. It may look like the odds are against you. It may look like it's not happening the way that you expected it to happen. But don't lose heart. When you pray, believe what you're praying is going to come to pass. Let not your heart be divided. Don't have a divided heart, but go to God knowing that he is willing and he is able to avenge you and that God will avenge you in due season. The Lord said, even though he bears long, sometimes it takes patience. He'll come speedily. When he does it, he'll do a quick work. It might take a while, but when he moves, he moves swiftly on your behalf and on my behalf. So when we go to God in prayer, we've got to go with patience. We've got to know that those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. You'll be strengthened in prayer, not weakened, but strengthened if we keep the faith. The other thing, the lesson that is learned in this is persistence. Jesus uses a widow who is vulnerable and weak, who has few options, who doesn't have a husband or a son. She's alone in a patriarchal society where she is marginalized, where she doesn't have the resources that she needs. And when she goes to this unjust judge, she's not asking him for money. She's not asking him for financial support. What she's asking him for is justice. 
I hear many crying out in the streets for justice, saying all I ask is justice. If you give me justice, I can get what I need. Justice is what she cried out for. No doubt someone was treating her unfairly. Someone was taking advantage of her. Someone was not giving her what she was due. And so she went to the one who had the authority, the one who had the power to do it. The challenge for her was this person didn't care anything about anyone, not God in heaven and not the king on earth. And so she decided that I am not going to let go like Jacob in the wilderness. I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. And so she continued to come until she wore the unjust judge down. And he said, I'm going to give her what she asked because if I don't, she's going to wear me, weary me. She is wearing me out. She is wearing me down. And finally, she got what she came for, justice. That's what it's like, children of God. When we cry out for the things that we lack, we've got to keep crying out. We've got to keep coming. We've got to pray, and we've got to be persistent. The great John Lewis said, when you pray, move your feet. That is showing your faith by your works. It is showing that I believe God for what I'm asking for. And therefore, I'm moving in the direction that says it is so. It's going to happen. It must be. It shall not be any other way. It's going to happen because the promises of God are on my side. The God I serve is able to do it. And I know that he's willing to do it. God is going to do it for me and for you. And so we need to pray. And we need to pray without ceasing. We need to be persistent. Continue to pursue those things that are just, that are true, that are lovely, that are honorable and of a good report. And God will back us up every time because no good thing will he withhold from us when we walk upright before him. The third thing I want to talk about which is the main thing, is faith. Faith. Faith is at the core of Christendom. Faith moves mountains. Faith causes us to hope against hope. Faith brings into those things that are not as though they were. We can decree a thing and it shall be so, because we have faith. But Jesus asked a question at the end of this text, a provocative one. He said, even though God will avenge his elect and he will do it speedily, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? 
Will he really find faith on the earth? Jesus is looking, seeking for real faith. He told us in John, the fourth chapter, as he talked to the Samaritan woman at the well, at Jacob's well, that his father is seeking something. He's seeking such who would want true worshipers, who would worship him in spirit and in truth. So God in heaven is seeking something. The God who created everything, the God who needs nothing, the God who swore by himself because there's no one greater is seeking true worshipers. Those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. The God who sent his son into the world to redeem fallen humankind. His son is looking for faith. He said, when I come back, will I really find faith in the earth? Will th when the earth is shaken, will my people be steadfast and unmovable and always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that their labor in me shall never be in vain? Will they really have the faith that wouldn't move them? The mountain got to move, but the believer shall not be moved. I shall not be moved like a tree planted by the waters. I shall not be moved. Somebody ought to say right where you are, I shall not be moved. Lord, you can really find faith in me. What kind of faith is Jesus looking for? Well, there's, there's one kind of faith that causes the Lord to stand up for you and for me. The kind of faith where our high priest who sat down once and for all who seated at the right hand of God the Father. Priests on the earth in the Old Testament, they never sat. They stood while they ministered to the Lord. But Jesus, after the order of Melchizedek, finished the work and he sat down. See, the, the, the act of sitting lets you know that it's finished. What he came to do is complete, it's finished. And I want to remind you, beloved, that you are complete in him. But there's a faith that causes him to stand up. I see one of the deacons who was preaching the gospel so much with such power that he looked like an angel to the Sanhedrin, to the senators of their day. Those who sat in judgment who ruled the people, even the people of God. And a man named Stephen started from the beginning and preached the message of the gospel to them. They got so irritated that they began to gnash on him with their teeth. In other words, they started to bite him. They stoned him until he was bleeding and the life was coming out of him. But he said, he looked up and he said, I see the Lord Jesus standing. 
I'm talking about Jesus whose work was finished. He was sitting down. But when he saw the faith of Stephen, he was standing, letting Stephen know, I'm standing with you. Stephen, you don't have to worry. They think they're killing you, but you know because I promised you that you're passing from death unto life. So Stephen had the faith that Jesus had on the cross. When he said, forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. Stephen said, Lord, lay not this sin against their charge. That's faith. When someone is sinning against you and your life is being drained from you and you say, Lord, forgive them. And he could do this because he saw Jesus standing. Do you have the kind of faith that causes Jesus to stand up for you and stand with you? Somebody say, Jesus is standing with me. Somebody chat at me. Jesus is standing with me right now. Everywhere I go, Jesus is standing with me. But there's another kind of faith where Jesus will come and be with you in trouble. Not just the sixth trouble, as, the, as it says in Proverbs, but even in your seventh trouble. And there were three boys who were Hebrews who were under the tyranny of a king named Nebuchadnezzar. And they were faithful. But around them, they had, there was a culture that bowed down to pagan gods because their focus was on survival. And everyone, they were close friends with Daniel. And they watched Daniel every day under threat from the king, the potential to lose his head every day going to his window and facing the east and crying out to God, praying not in silence, but out loud. That strengthened them. We're helpers of one another. We build each other up. No doubt, even though their parents bow down, their grandparents, their cousins, their uncles, their friends, and almost the whole nation, they had a few as examples. They knew that Nehemiah never bowed down. They knew that Zechariah, who was also in captivity, never bowed down but was faithful to God. Ezekiel never bowed down. They knew that these men of God, Jeremiah, continued, even though he was put in prison, not to bow down. They saw faith in action, even under fire. Oh, my God. And now it's their turn. It's their turn. When most people have bowed down to the culture, when most people have kissed the feet of Baal, when most people have obeyed the voice of the king more than the voice of God, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Abednego looked the king in the eye and said, oh, king, live forever. We will not bow down and worship your gods because the God that we serve is able to deliver us and he will deliver us from your hand. But here's where their faith, the kind of faith that Jesus is looking for. And they went on and said, but if he doesn't, be it known unto the king, 
We will not bow down to your God. We are committed to our God. He's the only true and living God. There's nothing you can do to us. There's nothing you can say to us that will cause us to turn our back on the God who holds our breath, the God who gives us life, the God who has kept us even in captivity. He's kept us alive all these years. We, we don't believe he's brought us this far to leave us. We will not bow down. And the Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar's countenance changed towards them. They were those that he treated nice. He caused them to learn the sciences and math. And along with Daniel, he treated them well. But now, because they wouldn't do what he said to do and do as everyone else did, fall in line, other words, he became furious, the Bible says. And so he went and got some strong men, some strong men, making certain that they could not get away to throw them in the fire, and the fire consumed them, the strong men, but not these Hebrew boys. And so the king ran. He marveled, the Bible says, and he looked in, and he said, did we not put in three? But I see four, and the fourth looks like the Son of God. God gave him a revelation of Jesus Christ because of the faith of these three young teenagers. God is saying, if he sees faith, when the Lord Jesus sees faith, he'll stand with you. He'll go in the fire with you. Think it not strange, beloved, when fiery trials come to try you as so some strange thing has happened unto you. But I want you to know that there's a God who will come in the fire and you will not even smell a smoke. You will not be burnt because he's looking for faith. But I really find faith. And when he saw those Hebrew boys, no doubt Jesus said, that's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of faith that I want to see. That's real faith. There will nothing, no harm will come to you. I'm going to come. I'm going to talk with you. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to make sure your enemies know that I'm with you. The king who ruled the world saw the son of God. That led to his salvation. When you read the end of Nebuchadnezzar's story, he ends up praising God. No doubt that those young boys' faith contributed to that. We need to pray. We need to be persistent. And we need to have faith, the kind of faith that moves God, the kind of faith that not only moves mountains, but it moves God. I just want to bring this last point home. God in heaven is looking for true worshipers. Jesus sitting on his right hand is looking for faith, for real faith. The Holy Ghost, the spirit of the living God, the agent of the Godhead who's operating in the earth is teaching us how to be true worshipers because those who worship him in truth, worship him in spirit and in truth. And the spirit of God is that spirit that causes us to worship in spirit and in truth. So the Holy Ghost is working. He's moving. Jesus 
is looking for those who really have faith. And Jude said that we ought to build up our most holy faith, beloved, by praying in the spirit. So every time we pray in the spirit, we're building up our faith. And so the things that God is seeking, we are assisted by the spirit of God that's working in the earth. He's holding back the four winds. He's protecting us so that the, the God who we serve can work a work in us that is marvelous in our eyes. We're going to pray without ceasing. We're going to be persistent in pursuing justice and the things of God. And we're going to have faith, faith in God that is unshakable, that makes us unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that our labor in him shall never be in vain. And so I want to encourage somebody today. I know how it looks. I sense how it feels. But keep the faith. God is for you. God is going to bring you through. If God has promised that he will avenge his elect, he'll do it. And though he's bearing long with you right now, he's going to come speedily. Don't lose heart. Don't faint. Don't give up. Don't give out. Help is on the way. And so I say to you in this hour, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus, not just today, but all the days of your life. Keep the faith. In the 18th chapter of Luke, verse 8, Jesus asked a very provocative question. When the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? I want you to know that the faith that he's looking for, he's looking for it on the earth, but he's looking for it in his people. He's seeking to and fro to see where real faith is because that's where he shows up. I am encouraged by the fact that Jesus in this parable, in Luke 18 from verse one through eight, uses weakness to demonstrate the power and the strength that is within us when we pray, when we are persistent, and when we have faith. He used an example of a widow in a patriarchal society who had neither son nor husband. And in her weakness, she persisted. She went to the one who had authority 
to give her justice. And the Lord was, dis was trying to encourage his disciples and those of us who would come after and believe on him through their word to know that faith has nothing to do with odds. Odds is relevant if you're gambling. Faith is not a gamble. It's a sure thing. Our God is able. He's able to do exceeding and abundantly above anything we can think, we can imagine. The things that God has already prepared for us haven't entered into our hearts or our minds, but he reveals them to us by his spirit. And so through prayer, through persistence, and through faith, nothing shall be impossible to us. Faith of a mustard seed can move a mountain, but there's no mountain that can move the people of God when we believe God. The Lord is looking for those who he can stand up for, like he stood up for Stephen when Stephen saw the heavens open. I sense that there's somebody who's listening to this, who's standing under an open heaven. God is saying, look up, look up. I know that you're down, but look up. I know that you're feeling down and out, but look up because you're under an open heaven. And just as he stood for Stephen, he stands ready to stand for you. The Hebrew boys who was speaking to the most powerful king on the face of the earth at that time told him without wavering, we will not bow down to your God because they knew something. That king, we're going to respect you. Oh, king, live forever. We mean no disrespect. But our king is the king of kings. I want you to know that you have no power over me because my king is also your king. You might not know it yet, but when he comes to deliver us, you're going to see what I'm talking about. I believe that somebody who's standing against hardship and against all odds, God is using you as a vessel to bring powerful people to their knees. He will avenge his elect. He will get justice for his people. And no weapon that is formed against you shall be able to prosper. And so keep the faith. Thank you for joining us in service today. We pray that this ministry has been a blessing to you and your family. To give your gift of love and help keep this ministry on the air, visit nccop.church giving for all of the ways that you can donate to the ministry. Thank you so much for your generosity and God's blessings until we meet again.